Hello, and welcome to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. I mentioned to the both of you earlier today on Facebook that I have a proposition. I remember that. To to radically change the world of of advertising as we know it. To monetize something, right? Well, to 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 change marketing and and how we perceive marketing. Change all like all marketing yeah. forever. I'm going to I'm going to reshape I'm going to reshape the globe of marketing. Well, that's what I uh that's what I work in when I'm not doing this or doing other things. Right. So you'll be able so that, to you'll be able to steer me in the right direction, I think. Well, this, Technically this, that's part of my job too. This might also like change. Am I going to be unemployed as a result of this? No, I think you'll be you'll be gleefully uh, appreciative okay. of the direction this isn't, we'll take. This isn't like a, a robots are coming for your job. No, 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 far situ- from. Situation. I, in fact, I think that we are uniquely qualified as human beings. To do the job for this, yeah, this leg of your plan, yeah, as opposed to robots who I don't think could get the same effects. So before before I dive into it, what do you guys know about advertising? What is it for? What's the intent? What's the idea? Uh, the louder it is, and the more colors you have, the more people buy. And also, what what are you trying to do with it? Also, pop songs trick people right into thinking what I need to Whatever part with want. my money. To feel better about myself as a person. Exactly. I, I need that specialty zucchini slicer. Right. Advertising is singing the praises of something. Yeah. Right? Um, so my plan, and stick with me because it's going to sound like Ransom at first. Okay. Okay. But my plan is Ransom. <laughs> <laughs> You're, it does sound like Ransom at first. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure, but like when I think about it, it sounds a little Ransomy. So we don't... We don't currently advertise anything on this show. There, there's no. We have no ad deals. We we add, but but we a lot of podcasts ourselves. do. Right, right. But a lot of podcasts do, and they're they're typically saying nice things about products that may or may not be any good. Right. That's the idea. Yep. You're saying they're not good. They may or may not be. We have not. We we have no way of knowing. They're not because us. the copy just tells us what the copy believes. They're not us tested, right. us approved. Right. Yeah. Sure. You don't. You don't personally. Try out, you know. Yeah. Audible. Who can do that? So my who has time. Uh, so my proposal is the inverse of of uh, traditional advertising. Yeah. We we need to start a new podcasting endeavor. Like a new show, a, an entirely new show, devoid of this one. Legally distinct. Yeah. I think is the term you're looking for. It may it may become tough to juggle them. We may have to work in shifts. But I propose a 24-hour live stream where we uh, we say every terrible thing that we can think of of companies and products. And they pay us to stop. They pay us to not talk about them. Um, <laughs> Please stop talking about our product. Does, uh, have you heard of the word slander? I've heard it in uh, hushed tones. <laughs> <laughs> but never never openly defined. No. Okay, I mean, well, that sounds fine to me. Well, what if what if we like avoid the concern of slander 
by saying all technically true things about the product. Sure. But but it sounds really bad. Yeah. So you can spin it any way you want. So or, or even technically true things that may or may not be valid criticisms. Like this book tastes bad. Right. I don't like the taste of this paper in my mouth. Don't buy this book. This brand of chocolate pairs terribly with liquid nitrogen. It feels unpleasant in my pants. <laughs> it's all melty. <laughs> And it makes my no-no bits <laughs> really gross. This chocolate is not socks. All I wanted so was to make my face smooth. And this brand of chicken nuggets, when applied to the face, just makes it greasy. Can you advertise them for services they were not intended for? Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's exactly just, what we're doing. Or just buy, you can advertise the byproducts of the product. Either or. And and my my intention obviously is to get uh, as many people to pay us as possible to not talk about them, so that at some point it it balances out that we don't have to do the show anymore because we're just being paid to not do anything, which is which is I think the American dream. That is the ideal. So it's going to be a lot of work up front, really tough to maintain, uh, but someday to to maintain our our twenty four hour like pirate radio broadcast right. Of- of a constant deluge of negative comments. <laughs> of McDonald's gripes. Yeah. Is it do you think that's a good starting place? Is the the fast food brands like where what's a good first target? What brand do we start with? We well, gotta we, start with something small and vulnerable. Right. I think Yelp will help a lot. Yelp <laughs> Yelp will do that. <laughs> like whether whether or not your service really is good. I think we should start with the emotionally unstable services like Amy's Baking Company. Because they're the ones who are going to first raise hell online, trying to get us to stop through shame. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that will up our listenership. Right. And give us a lot more weight in the product review category. And then they're also the most likely to pay us ransom money to stop. We need to build clout in the advertising world as quickly as possible. Right. So you, you got to target the... The narcissistic and emotionally unstable brands. So Amy's Baking Company and anything Donald Trump has ever done. Uh, you don't think Trump Steaks has a lot of credibility built up? Well, that hasn't that doesn't exist anymore. No, because they were sold at the Sharper Image. <laughs> Not a joke. We know. Not a joke. Real information for anybody out there who doesn't know. You've told us a few times I Just, think, on I, the show. I think it bears repeating. Legitimate existing Trump estates. Or those belonging to his daughter, who now has White House clearance. So, you know, that's cool. But, but we go after those. They yell at us. The whole unflattering pictures of Beyonce effect takes hold on the <laughs> internet, where they try to shut us down, and the internet keeps us alive through its own... An irony campaign. That's what you're going for. Yeah. I think that's the best way to launch this. You have to be sustained through the internet's pure fervor and fury and then once we have an established listenership we start attacking bigger bigger brands (laughs) this business model has a surprisingly clear cut uh road to success already like the the path has been laid for this to succeed yeah i think this is a a a pretty cut and dry business plan it's it's so cut and dry that I feel like somebody's already doing it. Has like has has nobody gotten here first? 
I like I said to you earlier, not on the recording. I don't I don't watch a lot of Twitch, so I don't know what's going on. You don't know how many in Twitch, the live stream world Twitch channels are just <laughs> dedicated to anti advertisements. Yeah, was that Justin that, TV? Is that why it shut down? That does seem like a very um a very like 2017 thing to do is to to go into anti advertising. It's like the. Of, Dada movement of the, life. Yeah, right. the, we're in the post advertising age. Like, I, I really want. I really want. I think this has come up before, in some degree. But I want to turn companies against each other more than uh, peddling their wares to us. I mean, that makes like, sense. I want. I want them to compete, not in the sense of uh, competing products, but competing. Uh, Hand to hand, yeah, like literally hand to hand combat. Yeah. So how do how do we progress this business from, um, like harnessing the vitriol of the internet against the narcissistic elite to, uh, like attacking the big brands and getting their ransom money to creating an advertiser's Hunger Games? <laughs> I want I want a world where no buzz is the best buzz. Like you pray that no one is talking about your product because the, then maybe someone is buying they it. They just they just stumble across it yeah. on the street the right. way God intended us to. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I've not heard anything terrible terrible about this. I, I'll pick it up. I do think the idea of a of like a business Hunger Games is is a very good <laughs> one. I I think there should be different circuits though. Like fast food should have its own its own Hunger Games, and like every year. McDonald's has to nominate one employee. Wendy's has to send in one employee. Like are they all they all put one in and every, they just every have to brand battle. is a district. Yeah, and they have to battle to the death. And then they are the only one who's allowed to sell that year. <laughs> Whoever's employee wins, you win. that company gets a Super Bowl spot. You win you win Monopoly for a year. I mean that's that's probably enough for a company to sacrifice an employee's life. Yeah, that's that's enough to throw like <laughs> to throw wave after wave of dead pimply teenagers at a problem. <laughs> right? Well well let's let's examine this because those those individuals are going to need a new job when the robots take them. They they will, sooner rather than later. As will we all, I'm sure. I'm just waiting for machines to take over podcasting. So like that's, that's waiting, an interesting positive anticipation or negative. A little bit of both. Like when when is like Google's Google's what's it called? Like deep machine learning alpha brain gonna gonna figure out how to how to just generate podcasts on the go? Well, it's it's currently dreaming, right? Yeah. Like when does it, when is it gonna start just speaking those dreams for right. an hour? The the fuck happens when it wakes up? That's yeah. what I'm scared of. <laughs> just. And goes through its own kind of digital Plato's cave. <laughs> Has anybody done that? That sounds pretty deep, right? A digital cave? Yeah, Plato's cave, but online. But for but for AI or machines. <clears throat> what is the first machine to to finally uh turn away from the shadows, do you think? Um I feel like if microwaves ever become sentient, they're going to be they're going to have like just a direct conduit to kind of a steady stream of human filth. <laughs> and, that, and that has to shock them into something. Um, or just like your like your personal computers. That could be it. 
what is the shock to that system? And how do they make the jump from, like, I'm sitting in a cave to there's a whole machine AI world outside? Yeah. Uh, I think... I think if you type let me Google that for you into let me Google that for you, that might do it. <laughs> that begins the that loop. Will, that'll create a, a self-awareness loop in your in your computer. That'll start the code running, which is preventable. <laughs> Very. But, you know, so was, uh, uh, what's her name? Bloody Mary in the movie. You know? Sure. Don't say the name the third time. In the mirror, it's a in the mirror. There's a lot of variables. Yeah, like it's it seems like it seems like a preventable problem. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It's true for a lot of horror movies, though. You should have a plan. You should recognize when you're on a horror movie. You should have a plan for how to proceed. And maybe just like don't take your chances. You know? Do you need to say Bloody Mary in a mirror three times? Or do, but do it quicker. Because I'm bored of <laughs> horror movies a lot of the time. Like they, those, those things could be done in 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, you could you could just have, like, the first third is like, okay, you know how this goes. Like, it's a horror movie. Now we're going to jump to, like, the kind of interesting part where things start to get weird. Uh-huh. And then we jump to the end. Like, it was a ghost the whole time. Or it, or it wasn't. It's the Scooby-Doo ending. And that would have about as much character development as your average current horror film. That's... Yeah. Like, if you take out all of the jump scares and the spooky music, you got about 15 minutes of content. Like, I went, I went through a phase of watching, like, the Asylum films and the, the sci-fi original horror style things. And after a while, I just had to not anymore because it all starts out the same. You, you have a cute couple or a bunch of hot girls, and then one of them dies horrifically and then there's a close-up of, like, one of their body parts floating to the surface of the ocean or something. Because they're always swimming. It doesn't really matter what the monster is. It's no. going to happen in the ocean. Right. Yeah. Um, they should, I mean, then, they should just show, like, a moving green screen for the monster. And then at the end be like, and, like, the whole time it was this. It was this thing. It doesn't matter. Oh, I, I want to watch monster, that movie so bad now. The monster was you. It's what It's whatever you can... It's you not, can uh, special effects into this. It's not even like a person in a mocap suit. It is a cloth. It is a green cloth it's swaying like, in the wind. It's like an old timey ghost, but green. <laughs> well, like the plot development of these things, they don't they don't deal with character growth all that much. You know, wow, there's some really? token there's some token growth where the the gruff, hurt, dark protagonist learns to love the hot, smart one, um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, aside from that, like all of these movies rely on just escalating the gross or like, well, we had one tornado and that was bad, but what if there were seven at once and what, what if, if one of them was on fire? <laughs> yeah. There's some notable recent exceptions, though. <laughs> Relatively recent, at least. The Babadook is good. I think, I think Babadook is good. Apparently Get Out is very good. So I've heard... I have not had a chance to go see it. I would like to. Someday. Jordan Peele, good job in advance. <laughs> seems, seems like you've done a good one. You get um, one pack, Pat, in advance. You get the second after the show's over. Yeah, that, those kind of movies kind of go with the an analysis I read a while ago that the most effective horror films are the ones that are using the monster as a metaphor for a real problem. Right, like Godzilla. Yep. 
Godzilla's real good. And nuclear war. Yeah. Yeah. And the Babadook and like... Nuclear the, war. Nuclear war, but <laughs> that's, like family style. That's that's the side of that movie people don't talk about a whole lot. Right. That it's The Babadook really, is here now. It's what an, do we do about yeah, it? Yeah, it's an argument for nuclear deproliferation. <laughs> it's about how how the existence of the nuclear weapons and how close we are on the doomsday clock affects the common man. So in, instead of abstaining from premarital sex, what can we teach young children through horror movies? The bad ones? Or like other, all? Any of them. Other than I mean, that's that's the most common trope. Yeah, you definitely should not you, be making <laughs> out with anybody ever. If you don't have a ring on it, God will smite you in the form of a man with a hockey mask and a machete. And always be wearing shorts that are like at least mid thigh mm-hmm. and a shirt that covers up. Because if you're the hot one, the hot but dumb one, you are victim. <laughs> you number. may not. You may not be first to go, but you're on the slate. You, I think you're not making it to act two. I think. I think recognize like, are you the hot dumb one? <laughs> it's if you are like. Everybody has a thing. If that's yours, it's okay. Do we start shielding those it takes, people? It takes all kinds to make a world. If you are one, like just just recognize it for what it is. Embrace it. And live life to the fullest. Don't go to the woods. I was going to say live life less to the fullest because it's these, it's these teens <laughs> going out into the in woods trouble. trying to live their lives that's causing the problem. Maybe stay home. I guess that comes maybe, down to... Maybe study for that test instead. <laughs> I guess that comes down to how much you believe in free will versus determinism, because... <laughs> like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like the, the free will oh. side is, it's like, recognize you're, you're the hot one and play it real safe for the rest of your life. Um, but the determinism is recognize you're the hot one and therefore doomed, so just enjoy it. Live it. Bask in it. Live as full as you can until the masked murderer... Or ocean monster renders you nothing but bloody meat. Yeah, I guess it depends. Like, right? Is it going to happen anyway? Because if it's going to happen regardless, yeah, live like live your truth. Just like, get out there and do it. Like, hot it up, hot it to the but max. If, like, but if not, yeah, I I don't know. And if you want to change your fate, like if you you're kind of in the in between place where you're like, all right. If this, then that level of determinism, but you have some ability to shift your path away. I don't read a book. Go take a class. <laughs> Add something else to your personality than being the hot one, and then maybe you will be a compelling enough character to make it to the end. Or God forbid, the sequel, <laughs> where you're turned into a robot person and give birth in space <laughs> inside of a shark. Think that you have a very specific view of horror films, <laughs> a very specific lens that you're looking through. Sometimes, again, it was a lot of sci-fi for a while there. Sci-fi, sci-fi channel. Oh yeah, sure. Siffy, as it is spelled. Happily ever after. Tra-la-dee-dee-ha-dee-ho, da-ha-dee-dee-ha-dee-ho Tra-la-dee-dee-ha-dee-ho, she'll live happily ever after